Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. Good evening. I am so excited to be back. This is Nice Shonda Laramore coming at you live from the headquarters of Transplant Talk with Nice Shonda. I have a very, very special guest today. I hope you all have your pen your pens and papers ready because this guest today has a lot of knowledge and it will behoove you to pay attention to what this guest has to say today. He is going to bless your life. Again, I'm so glad to be back. Uh, We were able to complete the five-hour telethon back in August 29th. I could not believe I literally I was excited and exhausted all at the same time. I think I slept till like four o'clock. Oh, I didn't get out of the bed till like four o'clock the next day because we were able to do it. It was so successful. My heart was just so over overwhelmed and it had so much joy in it for everyone that paid attention. We were able to uh, raise uh, five hundred dollars for uh the charity of gabriel house so again thank you thank you thank you for your uh your gifts of charity and love big thank you to everybody that was on the show it was jam-packed i watched all of the stories back again and i was just amazed at how many uh how many people had such uh interesting and powerful stories to let you know people know what they've been through um in this transplant world and i definitely want to give a big thank you to my brother steve belcher up there in maryland who's doing his thing what's up steve how you doing i see your comments on the live thank you thank you for watching everyone please share 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 um, two years ago, we actually had the conversation. And Steve interviewed me, um, and we had this conversation about it never being a uh, a telethon for the transplant world, living donors, uh, people in need, recipients. You know, all of that. There has never it's never been done. So for me to say, hey, I'm the first one to do it, and God blessed me to do that. All I can be is grateful, eternally grateful. So I want to make sure that everyone knows exactly why uh, Transplant Talk with Nishana came to fruition and what Transplant Talking also Save 1000 Lives is about. It's about educating our community. Everyone needs to be informed. And we're also trying to uh, bring awareness to organ donation. And my guest tonight is definitely one of the reasons why we have to have platforms such as this and we want to raise um awareness as well as register 1000 people to be organ donors but since uh COVID-19 has happened um it's been a little difficult to get out and do that and I just want to make sure everyone knows that if you are interested in doing that um we do have information for you so if you go to donate like florida donate like florida if you complete the application and then you go here you know how did you hear about us you click other and then you please specify save 1000 lives 
and that will definitely help um, our campaign as well. And then this month, it is the National DMV Appreciation Month. So if you are going to get an organ, or I'm sorry, if you're going to get a driver's license, um, this is a good month to do it. And um, I tell you, I I just couldn't be um, more proud to be a part of that campaign to get people to become organ donors. And again, I'm, I'm sitting at that hovering over the two, 300 mark. So we want to get this really, really started and um, let everyone knows, you know, what's happening. So without any further ado, my guest today, you seem on the telethon. So in actuality, this is part two. All right. This is part two because he was on the telethon and that was kind of like a really uh, a good introduction. I did see him on Steve's show and I had to snatch him over here because of the information that he was given. Okay, so hold on because Minister Brian has so many slashes behind his name. He's an author. He's a he's a chef. Uh, he's an insurance pay, he's an insurance person, which is why we're this is this interview is like twofold and um Man, he he just has so many nuggets. I've read somewhere. I think he was even a stylist. So we need to find out about that. He might need to style me. What y'all think? (laughs) So without any further ado, I bring on the kidney warrior. All right. Um, Minister Brian Bordley. Hey, thank you so much, Nashonda. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for being part of this broadcast today. And, you know, after I did the uh, telethon, I said, oh, no, Minister Brian has to be the first person. I mean, the first person I have on the show because my friends were saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. We didn't know that we could still have that opportunity or we need to know more information and I just want to be able to provide the information for everyone so that they are able to, um, you know, definitely, uh, we're not going to wait to the end to say, how can we contact you? We're okay. going to put it out there right now. This right is now. Minister Brian's information. Okay. Cause I'm from the old school of when you know better, you do better. And we definitely need to be able to educate our community. And, you know, from what I experienced and from what you're experiencing, this is going to be a great conversation. I was super excited about today's uh, today's interview today. So to for me to stop talking and for you to get involved here, um, okay. give us a little bit of background. Listen, I know you have a long list, like you have so many slashes behind your name. But give us a little bit of background about you. Um, Minister Brian Borley, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, actually. Um, I've traveled the world. Um, I got sick back in 2014 due to a patient sneezing on me as I was working in a dialysis clinic. And that sneeze turned into pneumonia, and that pneumonia ended up taking my kidney function away. Um, I have gone through six years of dialysis. I'm on home hemo now. I have experienced seven suicides, seven catheters in my chest, 
um, 42 surgeries later. Um, recently, I'm going to surgery tomorrow. I've had 15 times my fistula has erupted where I'm just out and about and my leg starts to bleed, which is where my dialysis access is. Mm. So I, I've got a hard journey dealing with dialysis and I'm looking so forward to a kidney. Yes, yes. And we, we are praying for that special, uh, for that special blessing uh, to come your way because that would be such a blessing, which is why I go so hard uh, for people to register to become organ donors. And we know that you have been on this journey for six years. And um, but I, again, once again, I always like to to inform the viewers. Um, mm hmm. Now, okay, so Steve is talking. <laughs> it better not be the eighth you hear me. <laughs> All right. So that's right. It better not be, Steve. We got to get him. And again, my brother Steve is a busy man. But we're going to get back to you, Brian. We, we've, you've had this long, long journey. But for people to know, your height, your weight, your blood type, all of that matters. What do people need to know um, what type of blood type would they need to be? I'm an O positive at 6'7". Mm. Right now, my weight is about 220. Mm. Um, so that's what they've been trying to match up with. And O positive is not rare, but it's not a very common blood type either. Mm-hmm. My goodness. So, I mean, uh, that alone is obstacles that, that, that you are facing. And Correct. so... This was nothing that you did because a lot of people will say, oh, you're not eating right. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not drinking enough water. This was not the case. Right. This wasn't the case. This was me working in a clinic trying to help other people um, get in and out of dialysis. And I just didn't have my, my mask on that day. Um, One sneeze. That's all it took. Okay. And so this was before COVID. Correct. Wow. Wow. I fuss about that mask every day. I got to put it on at work. I fuss every day. Every day. Every, every day. I fuss about but it. It saves your life, though. It does save your life. Mm. Wow. Wow. So, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that person's germs cause disinfection in you. Correct. And do you know who that person was? Like, did you ever? I never went back. Um, actually, I went from a cold to I couldn't make it to work to I'm sitting home just trying to babysit this this illness. And I didn't know what was going on. And I had a lot of other personal things going on with my life at the time mm -hmm. that was just more prioritizing. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. we prioritize a lot of other issues in our life more right. than our health and mm. before you know it your health is succumb to something mm. that's terminal mm-hmm mm-hmm absolutely true absolutely true because i've met so many healthy people um such as you know different athletes you know they work out their their regimen their diet you know all of those things are very very important you know to them and so maybe it could have been hereditary or, you know, a, a rare, you know, ha circumstance like you, because I, I had another, another um, guest 
that um, it was him being in a in in a cubicle and someone else got uh, pneumonia, and he contacted it. Howsoever, the family had um, a history of heart disease. As only thing that did were shoot it. You know, it it, it just made it go double time for right, him. Yes, and he, and he was a you know definitely a, a younger you know a younger person. So mm-hmm. since you have been um, going through this ordeal for six years, uh, you've been very busy though. Yes, yes, I do a lot of things. I'm a chef. Um, I run a nonprofit organization called One More One Less Mentoring in Baltimore City. Um, I'm teaching kids how to have environmental education from urban farming to being on the water, to learning that water inclusion. Baltimore is a port city. And most of our kids that are inner city have never been on the water, never understood what jobs are available based on the water. So my goal was to have some environmental inclusion for minorities. That That is awesome. Um, and we we definitely need it what is that old saying you uh give a person a fish they'll eat for a day teach them how to yeah. fish they look they'll eat for a lifetime you know that's very very serious and um definitely needed you know these days with what we are enduring in um in in our community and in our world with uh with COVID-19 so we have yeah. a lot um you know, we have a lot of challenges. People are facing a lot of challenges these days. And I just want to put here um, that 7,397 living donor transplants um, that we've had this far exceeded 2004. And that was the record of 6,992. And a lot of people don't know 82% of patients are, you know, waiting for waiting. the gift of life. 82%. That number has really gone down. Yeah. hasn't gone down so right. in this dmv area where i'm at we've got one hospital that has done 120 kidney transplants just in 2020 um what yes wow. just in 2020 they've done 120 something kidney transplants and i had some issues trying to stay on board that list and we finally got back to being on their active list Mm-hmm. But I fought to get back on. Mm-hmm. And, and it's unfortunate what as kidney patients on transplant, what you have to go through just to stay active. Exactly. It, exactly. And um, and that's the other part of this, because this is the part that I definitely wanted to touch on, you know, the importance of knowing knowing uh, your doctors and nurses and knowing the different uh, programs that are out there available for you. And, you know, Steve is asking uh, which hospital. <laughs> I'm not going to divulge that information online just yet. They just let uh, me get back here. <laughs> right, right, right. So we, we gonna, we are going to, uh, we're going to make sure that, okay, we're going to, we won't talk about it. Uh, okay. Right now, because we we definitely want you to do that, but I do know you share with me what an ordeal, you know, that was. Um, but I, I'm just glad everything you know worked out. We just spoke recently about it, so for you to be back on the list, um, you know, that was good. But what are some what were some challenges um, you are facing um, at during this time? Well. 
that was the biggest challenge. You know, I started this transplant journey um, with this last hospital in 2018. And you have to go through so much workup just to be able to be seen. You know, your numbers got to look good. The clinic has to say you show up all the time, that you're compliant. Even if you don't want the medicine, at least you show up every day. Matters a lot to the medical team on a kidney transplant because they want to gauge, just like in school, if you don't show up for class, then how are you going to make it into college? So the transplant center is just like that. We want to know, do you show up every day for your dialysis treatment? How many days a month do you miss? Um, are you a, a compliant person? Um, and that's something that a lot of us don't even think about when we get on a list. Unfortunately, I had a young lady that was my transplant coordinator who had a little bias, wouldn't call it so much racial, but there were some connotations in our communication that she felt that I was a very disagreeable patient and I was listed, delisted from the transplant center underneath of being non-compliant. And I've done everything that the transplant center asked me to do and I wrote a letter. So let me explain to somebody out there, when you get delisted, write a letter. Find out who the medical director is, find out who's running the, the hospital, find the board of directors and write everybody. I sent out emails to everybody at the hospital that was part of the kidney transplant center. Somebody's gonna pick up a phone and say, how can we help you? But you can't go off the top of your dome and or out of your mouth and just spew a lot of hatred and negativity. You have to be smarter at what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Um, you know, I tell I tell my children, you know, sometimes I'll be slow to speak, you know, but quick to listen. And, you know, the other hand, don't have to know what you're doing. But when you're following those policies and guidelines and procedures and writing those letters, it's a paper trail. It's a paper trail. So when you do that paper trail uh, and, and they begin to ask questions. Oh, no, I did it here. This is September 16th, September 17th, September 15th. There's a paper trail. And that's what is so very, very important. Um, to know as long as you have that paper trail and you're following, you are dotting those I's and crossing those T's that Correct. you have to be on top of your game. But, you know, if you also have a, a advocate in your corner, let them do that as well, you know, to be able to help and assist you. Right. right? It takes so a lot of pressure off of you. It, it does. And so, um, <laughs> so, you know, Steve, 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 I, I just love Steve. <laughs> I love Steve. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, my dad asked what dropped you. So dad, I hope you um you you got his uh you, his comment. So let's get down in it uh, with you know life insurance with life insurance. Um, you know my for just from my personal um experience when uh, our first uh when we first got married and we got married at the beginning of the year i did go and apply and i i put the children in uh, my late husband on the insurance however 
the life insurance was a no for me. They did. So did they me. cancel the whole family policy? No, 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 because I've all I had the family. I could just add, you know, his children to my policy, and he had his own separate uh, policies. And uh, shout out to Mincy for being able, Mincy Pollock for being able to uh, assist us in that. And that was just around the time of Obamacare, so that he had his own separate insurance, and it didn't, it did not, uh, it did not affect mine in any kind of way. So. But when I wanted to get life insurance, I was told you needed two to five, you know, two to five years and um, or he would have needed two to five years um, after a transplant to get um, to get um, for me to get life insurance on him. So I can tell you right now, funerals are not cheap. I have always had life insurance on me and my daughters. My, you know, my, um, I've always for my family. I wanted to make sure that we were always covered. And a lot of people think you're invincible right now, and and you won't. You know, nothing's going to happen to you. But there are a lot of people that left home today and didn't come back. You know, and so if they are having to deal with dialysis or heart disease or congestive heart failure if they're having to deal with any of those uh, medical challenges they won't be able to uh, receive uh, life insurance so Brian I, I want to know how, how can we help the people how, how could they and, and his contact information is right here on the screen ladies and gentlemen please 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 contact him reach out pick up the phone text him because this information can really change your life go ahead so one of the things I want to do differently, when we came on the telethon, I gave all the features, the bells and whistles to the life insurances and nobody picked up the phone. So let me take it from a different standpoint. Since you went through this, 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 this emotion, you went mm -hmm. through this ordeal in your life. Mm -hmm. The moment you knew he was about to pass mm -hmm. and you didn't have coverage, how mm -hmm. did you feel? Woo, that was, you know, first of all, you're already emotional. And then, you know, second of all, I'm I'm looking around at, you know, these people because when my uh when when he passed away, it was at, at least 30 people in the room. And thank God for friends like uh Griffin and um Paul and Michelle and, and Brent. Like these are people that said, Hey, we have you cousin um Ooh, oh, cousin Leslie and um, so we went in and we were able to do some things to be able to um, and we we also did a, a, a charity page to be able to bury him and Mincy and so many more people contribute so that we could uh, you know lay him to rest had it not been for the numerous people that gave a financial blessing to us I don't know what I would do. I went to the funeral home. They're talking, you know, anywhere between eight to $15,000. So that price is different from actually going to a cemetery. Thank God for my parents on, you know, the cemetery plot, but we had to do the casket. We had to do so many things. It was overwhelming. And so I thank God for, you know, Leonard's uh, family because they really stepped up to the plate and they say, listen, Shonda, we'll take care of X, Y, and Z. 
everybody won't be so fortunate to be right. able to have people to step in and do it when they tell you that that funeral can cost you fifteen twenty thousand dollars depending on the casket that you're choosing and the burial plot man that, that was overwhelming it made me think because i said hey i don't know if something happened to me where am i gonna lay my body to rest and so i immediately said okay all right let me let me get a burial plot you know so i i went into let me protect my children and my family yeah. if thing happened and, and, and that's the whole happen. part of this is we protect so many tangible things in our life you protect your home mm-hmm. your apartment renters insurance mm-hmm. your car Mm-hmm. You protect your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, insurance on all of that. On all of that. All that, but, but you don't body. protect your life. Right, right. And if you're the breadwinner, or even if you're just, you know, if you're not the breadwinner, but mm-hmm. so many dialysis patients used to be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Had they got insurance when they were the breadwinner, it would have covered them through all of this. Correct. But most of them didn't. So now you're in a dialysis mode journey and we just got a product that will cover some dialysis patients. Wow. I'm telling you, my friends were hopping. They were like, oh my God, you know, this is good. But I can tell you just going back, you know, months before he passed away, we were talking and he was trying to look, you know, for insurance that was 300,000, 400,000. I said, what are you doing? You know, it, it's not gonna, it, it won't be possible without paying a house note or a car note, depending on the, uh, you know, type of car that you get. But if you were to go out and try to get, you know, a million dollar house, I think you'll be end up paying something like that to get anything over a hundred, you know, to $200,000 in life insurance. And, and truthfully, that, technically that's right, but truthfully, he wouldn't even been qualified because mm. this issue happened so fast. Correct. So how insurance companies look at the underwriting process, they want you to have the more de- the, the more de- they want you to have the modality for at least two years. Two mm. years is the window. Anything mm. less than the two years, you won't be able to get covered. Whether mm. it's a kidney transplant, you won't get covered. If you mm. had a heart attack in two years, you won't get covered. You need to at least pass that two-year threshold to be able to have alternative coverage. Mm, that is that applicable to like a stroke as well? A stroke as well. Wow. This so, is, I don't know if y'all have some questions, but please drop co- questions in the comments and, and allow Minister Bryan to assist you. So when we look at traditional insurance, like technically you're a healthy African-American woman. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were a little bit overweight, you probably wouldn't be able to qualify for traditional insurance. Mm, it's a little bit overweight. What, what, okay, what, so <laughs> let's say you're 50 to 100 pounds overweight. You wouldn't qualify for traditional. Technically, you wouldn't qualify. Wow. Not for traditional insurance because what they're looking for is they want your BMI to have a certain correlation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your body mass index. Body mass index. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they want your A1C, which is very important. So mm-hmm. for everybody that may have diabetes, they're going to go into your medical file and find out what is your A1C3. 
If you're a type two, your A1C needs to be below 615 just to get qualified for insurance. Now, that's fine. But if you're a if you're a type one diabetic, diabetic, mm-hmm. they'll give you a seven five window. But they want to see how much you go to the doctors to mm. control your sugar. Wow! And if the doctor says you don't show up, but once every year, you won't get qualified. Even if that sugar is under control. Under control at, at a type one means you got constant monitoring. Okay. So they want to make sure you're taking care of yourself? Correct. Oh, okay. So we have a question from Ms. Shamika. Um, Ms. Shamika Jones, she said, can veteran dia- um, veteran dialysis patients be eligible for insurance? And she said by veteran, she means long term. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a big issue. Um, um so the policy that they came out with does 40 to 80 that's your age range you gotta mm-hmm. be 40 mm-hmm. can't be more than 80. Mm-hmm. um it'll cover you till 100 but technically you only want to keep it for 20 years mm-hmm. after 20 mm-hmm. years your face value starts to go down wow so it takes you four years to get the face value mm-hmm. then in 20 years the face value starts to dwindle. Wow. Wow. Okay, and so I'm, go ahead, go ahead. This is the only product out there right now. Only product. So I just want to make sure I, I touch on some of these things. So if the audience is reading, um, do you know what the average funeral cost is in uh COVID-19 period? Okay, because we know COVID-19 is running rapid. So you can see here's a little known, here's some information that you need to know. Okay, so it's 10,000 to 15,000 is real cost of saying goodbye to a loved one. Is your family emotionally or physically prepared? Never. I don't think you can ever be emotionally um, prepared um, just to say, you know, goodbye to a loved one. And then it's so you know all of a sudden you know it's it's just not you know you you have that time to do that um and let's see this one if you or your loved one has been declined for life insurance due to medical history or you know older issue because of your age please make sure that you all reach out you know to him and definitely has a solution a solution is available now to provide financial security to your loved ones uh being on dialysis cancer heart attack patient so if you should choose you know if you should you know need to contact him here's the information again if you're between 40 and 80 and i remember you you um, made a statement on um steve's show pertaining to uh why they wouldn't necessarily cover people in this age range could you uh, educate us on that part again well it goes back to that rule that earlier than 40 they don't know if you're going to be compliant enough to take care of your health um so 40 to 80 was that middle range where most people are living past two years mm-hmm. on okay. dialysis okay um our 80s plus on dialysis normally don't live past seven mm. so that 40 to 80 window has the longest lifespan of folks with modalities wow stroke 
dementia, cancer, and it even covers cancer patients. But mm-hmm. you've got to have it for at least two years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why is it so tricky? Why is life insurance well, so tricky? Well, it's the first year out the gate and life insurance companies get millions of dollars because in our African communities, we buy life insurance, but somehow we default on the contract. Mm. So they end up keeping that money. So I've had grandmothers that had insurance for 10 years and put in maybe about nine grand. Mm-hmm. But hardship of COVID hit, they couldn't pay the policy. She just gave nine grand to the insurance company. Mm. When you talking about, um, I think if I remember correctly, you were speaking about a teacher and her yes. husband. There was a teacher that was supposed to go back to work in September. Um, he didn't feel good over the summer. He went to the doctors. They couldn't find anything wrong with him, although he knew something wasn't right. He called his insurance provider. Is everything great? Now, he had a group term work policy. Group term work policy has an actively at work clause. It says you have to be at work to get this insurance. You have to work your 40 hours to get this insurance. If you go to Cancun and you pass away in Cancun, you don't get this money. It's strictly at work. That's what a work policy does. A work policy was never meant to cover you and your family. It was meant to replace you if for some reason you didn't show up to work tomorrow. That's why they always give you $10,000 for free. That $10,000 is what it costs to bring in your replacement, train them and get them acclimated to your job. Mm. Wow. But we didn't know, so we end up buying, give me another fifty dollars to $100,000 on my work term. Mm-hmm. Problem with that is, if you get laid off, you got no insurance. You get fired, you got no insurance. So for the teacher, the teacher goes back to school in August. Second week of August, they go back to school and get the classrooms together. Right, right. He he passes away. Now his wife thinks he's at school, he punched the clock, I can get that $250,000 life insurance policy. And they say no. First day of school starts September the 1st. Oh, what? Yes. But we went back to work in August. He went back to work, but the school didn't open until the first day of school, which is September the 1st. I cannot imagine. She doesn't get $250,000. At 76 years old, she's got to now downsize her house. She's now got to get a job. There's a lot of horror stories out there. There are even insurance companies that didn't even pay out to COVID. Mm. They claimed it was a bioterroristic, bioterrorism weapon. They didn't Mm. have to pay out. So those are some of the things you really want to look at in your insurance policy. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm Mm. trying to educate you enough so you know how to make smart, informed decisions that will protect your family in case something happens. Baltimore has one of the highest murder rates. Suppose you don't come home today just because you were an innocent bystander or caught in a car accident. Your family is already in a rage of losing you. 
Right. And it's not until we start looking at the dollars and cents, can we put you in the ground and have a great home going? How do the bills get paid? You want to know those important factors of an insurance policy. How long is it going to take me to get my money? Wow. If everything is on up and up, no right. funny business, how long is it going to take me to get a check? Well, most insurance companies can take up to 190 days to six months. If you didn't have your friend's support to help you through your husband's passing, if you had to wait six months for money to come in your door, what would have happened to you and your children? Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I wow. Well, luckily, I, I definitely was still able to uh, to keep my job and, and stay in the same place. Let me right. tell you something, Steve. That I'm telling you, uh, the, the, the minister is dropping some knowledge here. If this doesn't make you think twice, go back and look at your information, especially during COVID. Now, you all see how many people are passing away during COVID. So uh, funeral homes and um cemeteries man they making a lot of money mm-hmm. they are making a lot of money and there's no half off when it comes no. to mm-hmm. there's no half off there's no let me get a friend well you know maybe well i do got i do got a friend discount on caskets though right but that's another story <laughs> <laughs> so you in the caskets too let me tell you i know that there are two jobs that will never go out of out of business and that's one bringing them into the world and the other one is taking them out taking them out Those are two. i so, went through a year where we had seven relatives pass away and i couldn't see giving five thousand dollars each for a casket not not the not the rest of the right home door just the casket oh, the casket i said no oh, i gotta yeah. find a better way so yeah. i reached out found a friend gave me a contact started giving me two for ones right don't get no better than that (laughs) oh wow but people don't think about that you know don't think about it it was a very tough conversation to have even before my late husband passed because we had to have that conversation hey if something happens do you want uh, you know did, did you sign a dnr you know right. do you want me to resuscitate you like what do you want what are your wishes you know right. to try to sit down and talk with the children about it you know parents about it because this was a you know this was their wish or you know this was his desire to right. uh you know to to make that decision not mine and it was for me to follow through you know with with the request but i i promise you I don't, you know, I don't get to see a lot of them lately. I know people tell you all the time, listen, you need anything, call me. Listen, I have called you, I have emailed you, and you have said nothing to me. You haven't even responded to me. So what does that tell me? And I just say, you know, hey, people are people. (laughs) People are people. Look at Steve say, what's the quality? Um, I came with Steve. All right. I, I promise you, listen, ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 you see his email here, you see a, a phone number, you see a text uh, number there for you to call. What is it going to hurt you to find out how to qualify for this insurance uh, that he's referring to? I can promise you just being a part of it. Um, man, it, it was it was very tough to be... Um, 
it was it was very tough to have to to bury someone you know that you love and thank god for my parents who blessed us the way that they did because i didn't i really didn't have a clue playing a funeral thank god for you know my in-laws my sister-in-law and brother-in-laws every everyone came to the house um you know just to try to help you know it's just overwhelming you like you're trying to still digest this person is not here you all are here but you he's not here so how do you handle that um so again i thank you i thank you thank you guys i I never want anybody to be in a position where you're uneducated in life insurance and knowing exactly what it is that you need to take care of your family because it's one of the most important things life insurance is that number one insurance that you definitely should have just in case anything has happened or anything will happen to you and you know, I, I thank you so much, uh, you know, Minister Minister Brian, and and we are definitely praying for you. Um, I want to make sure I didn't um, that I didn't miss anything because I know you had um, this information right here. Um, like most people think they don't need it, you know, when it comes to life insurance. And then you said one I, one in four said they have uh, healthy. They are healthy and they don't feel the need. So these are top reasons why people, you know, won't get the uh, support that they need. And uh, God bless you, because I'm going to tell you right now how how um, essential it is for you to have, you know, this coverage. So, you know, especially during COVID, especially right now, uh, even with COVID-19, are are they still having all of this uh you know the insurance still being available without having to go through drastic measures are they still doing that the funny part about it the alternative insurance is just three questions nobody has to come to your house i can Mm. do it over zoom take you through an application and in less than 24 hours you'll know if you're approved or not it doesn't get any easier than that you know nobody's got to come into your door you can electronically state when you want the bank the bank drawing off of your your account so it's so many ways to do this where you can still be at your home and get coverage mm. doesn't get any better well ladies and gentlemen you have heard it here on transplant talk with Nishonda. you have heard it here here's the information and i don't want you know i don't want it i don't want us to forget that we need to make sure that you do become an organ donor or a living donor all right he minister brian is six seven two hundred plus so again i tell you all the time i'm five six never mind my weight now covid 19 hit okay covid hit. i understand <laughs> got a little fluffy i understand <laughs> i get it we have we we, we can eat around here you know but we want to make sure that if you could be an advocate and your blood type again, type uh, o, o, o positive. O positive. So if you know anyone that, that that's of that stature, how tall would someone have to be to, to be able to give you, uh, like if they were a living donor and they were a match, you know, with blood type, how tall, what, what size would they need to be? Like 5'10 plus. Okay. 5'10 okay. plus. Yeah. Well, that, I'm 5'6". So um, if you... <laughs> <laughs> if you if you are 510 plus that doesn't matter 
Well, I mean, they well, have weight a lot of matter. Right. right. So the weight and because uh, I know someone, a female could not have given, you know, my late husband a heart or, you know, or a kidney um, right. unless she was like an Amazon. So, um, guys, we, we ask you to please, please, please go and register um, to become an organ donor. Okay. And if you are an organ donor, please, please, please. Um, you know, maybe you could consider being a living donor, and uh, then we can have you back on the show, and you'd be like Miss Verna and Jamie, with uh, you know, let let's have this, you know, together, um, and let everybody see what a wonderful blessing. So, if you are a football player out there, an athlete, any one of those, you know, getting paid millions of dollars, I'm still salty about it. Um, because they get all that money they just don't pay us nothing as teachers but um guys please let me be an advocate for for minister brown i know he has a lot of advocates out there for him and uh, he could take care of you know but it's always nice to have somebody else in your corner so again if you're over 510 um you're o positive and you know you definitely maybe over 200 pounds as well yeah would you consider being a living donor uh, for Minister Brian and Lord, please, y'all get y'all some insurance out here in these streets. Get you some yeah. life insurance in these streets. Two officers passed away, you know, just here in Jacksonville. Uh, uh, the murders are up here in Jacksonville. That's why I stay home. Um, but we know it can always come to your house too. So whatever comes to your door, you just never know. So guys, thank you all again. If the viewers thank you all, you know, as well for for watching. And if you all have any other questions, there's the information to get in contact with Minister Brown. I really, really hope. See, here we go. They say, I need insurance. I need insurance. So make sure that you are able to. What's those questions? What's the three questions again? And then I'm going to let you go. <laughs> okay. So the three questions. Um, the first question is, have you been hospitalized longer than 24 hours dealing with any of those major modalities? Um, stroke, um, stroke, heart attack, cardiovascular, um, cancer, dialysis. Um, the second one is, has any doctor given you a two year or less life sentence? Um, are you, uh, are you living currently in a assistant living or a nursing home? Those are the three questions. You know, mm. and most of us can pass those three questions. Wow. But right. call, you know, find out. That's how simple it is. I mm -hmm. won't waste your time. I won't give you um, some pipe dream in the sky. I'll tell mm -hmm. you the facts. I'll even look over what you currently have and, and make sure you understand what you bought. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's what we need to do. Everybody keeps saying Black Lives Matter. Yes. And so does Transplant Lives Matter. You know, they they need it. Transplant lives matter too. People need transplants. So, you know, become an organ donor. Become an organ donor. Let's get the 100,000 people in this country that's waiting for a transplant off the transplant list. So thank you. Thank you again, Minister Brian, for this wealth of knowledge. 
that no you problem. have brought the transplant talk. I know how very important this was. We will definitely, yes, transplants matter. Transplant matters, especially in the African-American community because African communities are like the number one, all right? So I'm gonna let everyone uh, go. Thank you, Minister Brian. Um, I appreciate you, love you much. And oh, uh, you know, we might have to do a part three because somebody might actually get something. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for your show. No and God bless you. And just stick God around for, you, for a second, stick around. All right. All right. All right. So again, guys, thank you all again for watching Transplant Talk with Nashawn. I'm going to leave that information there for you to be able to uh, contact him. Tune in again next week for another great show. All right. Share life, share love. And uh, hey, become an organ donor. God bless you. Thank you all for watching. Good night.